six baby uh the west loop coming at ya this is kale uh your host here with uh cam here yo it's cam yeah episode six we're here back in the new year six this is episode six already that's crazy yeah time flies just trucking along but yeah it's been it's been quite a quite a fucking week how you been doing good uh i can't complain it's been a good week on my part um Got the weekend off, so Ooh. ready to record and start the weekend. Nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, it's been a hell of a fucking week, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's like one thing on everybody's mind. We'll, we'll get into that later, but... <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's kick her off, as we always do, with the 93 to infinity. Um, we're still playing with this segment. I don't know. We're just... We're narcissistic millennials, and we like to talk about ourselves and our experiences, and that's kind of what this is kind of meant to... We try to corral those uh, indulgent, selfish uh, kind of takes into this little segment, but I kind of like thinking of it as just like, whether it's nostalgia stuff, like remembering things that we lived through, like the like the concerned children advertisers PSAs, or what I'm kind of thinking maybe we should move it to is just like picking out like big moments that we've all lived through and kind of like reflecting on them. Yeah, I like that. I think like, I think that's been kind of the focus the last few where we don't have like a a whole general idea on the 93 to infinity where, but we talk about like big things that have happened and which is cool too. Cause I, I think that's probably more, more people can relate to that and understand those events. I think so. Yeah. And so what I've got for, for this week uh, in history during the, during the reign of our march from 93 to infinity is uh on january 9th in 2001 apple launched itunes and so this was probably a little bit of a slow burn but i think it's not an unrest, yeah. like that's like the, that's like a harbinger for the fucking music industry man like 2001 like that's crazy how early that is because mm-hmm. like thinking to when i started using itunes now I, I know i was pretty late to it because i didn't have an ipod for a very long time well, I shouldn't say a very long time. My first one, I know you had the Nano before I did, and I think I had the Generation Nano maybe one or two after you. Yeah, I got a pretty early Nano, but that was my first iPod, yeah. And so, like, to me, before then, there was no use to having iTunes. Because I had a, what was it? JVC? Is that? Sounds... That's definitely a tech company. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was a JVC MP3 player that I just like. It popped up a folder, and then I would click and drag my pirated music over yeah, to. Yeah, that's the... all I did. Yeah, it was basically like a flash drive, right? You just drag your shit yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. So drag I, I don't think I had iTunes until I actually had the iPod. Same, yeah. But uh, yeah, no man, iTunes was. It's huge, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like the program itself, like I mean there was probably how many mp3 players already that existed probably mostly open source but um i think it was like the itunes store i don't know if that launched with it i think that would have 
for a little later but uh, that's what really kind of oh yeah disrupted the music industry was just like the idea of buying like individual songs or just buying music digitally at all was like yeah because i guess like what was before that like napster yeah well like they had yeah i mean that was kind of them i think napster was the biggest one but i'm sure there was a million like file sharing platforms yeah yeah oh absolutely but i mean and then the biggest thing i think at this time was the idea of trying to come up with some sort of platform where people would be motivated to do it legally yeah i think think so many people and and as we learned that wasn't the answer like now we're kind of in that era of of trying to get people to finally stop which i mean i know i'm sure in probably some ways it's more than ever but i think the streaming idea of things has more so stopped pirating of music mm-hmm. and i mean that's and a whole prob- interesting i mean i guess it's kind of the same in the sense that like i mean with itunes drm like that was kind of like the biggest like i guess itunes itself was a huge anti-piracy uh deal right and so whether it was like the actual like anti-piracy software like the digital rights management stuff that they brought in or Mm -hmm. well i feel like these artists were probably making a hell of a lot more money off of just their sales on itunes than they were from like apple music oh yeah definitely well because that's the thing right so actually i'm just gonna read this bit from the uh from the history on this day in history article but yeah apple founder steve jobs is credited with itunes success as a music marketplace Seeing that music was easier to access than ever, but that record labels were losing money due to internet piracy, Jobs made a deal with the five major record labels to sell their content via iTunes. The fact that it was above board and profitable for the music industry, combined with the cultural cachet of its companion product, the iPod, made iTunes an unqualified success. So I think that was probably the bargain, right? Like, they're probably taking anything over nothing, right? Like, they're just bleeding money because of the advent of online piracy. So, like... yeah. I think, and, I, and so I think that's the slow march, right? Like you got you got Apple, kind of like, okay, well, you're not going to make as much money as you did selling like records traditionally, but you're making something rather than nothing. And now we're kind of in the same spot with streaming versus that, right? Like, okay, sure, you're getting pennies on Spotify, but at least it's something. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and I think that's probably. I mean, not that Apple. Well, I mean, they revolutionized this sector in some ways, even though I'm sure it was copying others. I think on the streaming side, they didn't. Like, I think Spotify beat them to it, and then they just kind of copied Spotify. Which I I know they probably copied Napster or something else, but I feel like iTunes was, like, by far the most popular downloading program for music. And, like, obviously then it moved into movies and TV. I I honestly don't know. Like, when it first launched, was it just music? Being with, with iTunes, the name, I, I would assume it was just music to start. Yeah. I think the biggest but, one was music. I don't think, like, people, like, everybody you knew was like, holy shit, have you heard of Napster? Have you heard of LimeWire? Like, everybody was like, you know, I'm like, oh, I can get all the music I want for free. Whereas, like, the idea of, like, pirating movies and TV is, like, a little more niche, kind of. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember pirating music at freaking, like, 12. Yeah, dude. Like, even younger, probably. I did not have sexual relations with <laughs> yes. that. Yes. <laughs> LimeWire, man. I, had, I remember I had, I think it was called Morpheus was my first one. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then, yeah, I went to LimeWire shortly after. Or there was Kazaa. Which I still used iTunes. I just imported all that music into my iTunes. I know, that's what's funny, that. right? Like, yeah. And then it but, got to the um, point where I was willing to, like, and that's what kind of, 
that's how they kind of frequently shoot themselves in the foot with this is it's like they make it so difficult for like the the above board legal way to work so it's just like even for things like i remember i was big on itunes because i was like i want to pay for the, all, everything i have you know and i had yeah. like a pretty good legit itunes music library kind of brewing up and then i remember when the 360 came out it was such a cool idea that i could just like put music on my hard drive and play music while i'm doing other shit like while i'm gaming but then of course because of all the drm anti-piracy stuff i couldn't play my itunes legally purchased music on my xbox because it wasn't like compatible so i'm like well fuck that i'm just gonna download all this shit for free and throw it on there then like yeah yeah i i definitely went through a phase where I was pirating for a while, and then I was like, no, I'm going to start buying, and then I bought some music for a while, and then I went back to kind of pirating, but um, yeah, no, I, I definitely went through that phase where I, I purchased on iTunes a bit. To me, like, I know we've talked about this recently, I, I've gotten more so to purchasing now TV shows and movies on there, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I'm, I like a lot of independent films and stuff like that, so... I know I could go and purchase it on on VHS or or not VHS. Yeah. What fucking year is it on a DVD or Blu-ray? <laughs> um, uh, but, could buy the uh, peanut butter falcon on VHS. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I don't know. I just like it, it's there. I find a lot of the independent films like you can't find them on Amazon to purchase, and if mm-hmm. you do, like they're quite expensive. So I, I just purchase it on iTunes, and then I have a copy of it through like their app on most smart tvs now you can just utilize their app yeah that's what's nice and that's the thing is that like everything is slowly getting more integrated it's weird that we had like through the 2000s like the early 2010s i feel like it's only recently that everything is kind of getting more and more streamlined the fact that i can just stream anything to my fucking podcast or whatever and there's an app on everything like even even for something like the switch like they had a hard time getting netflix on there did they not like they still don't have Netflix. Really on Switch? Uh, they actually announced Netflix announced yesterday that they're um, stopping their app on the 3DS and the Nintendo Wii U, hmm. and like everyone's response to that was like in preparation for it to be on the Switch. I don't know. Like I, I, I there was a part of me that was like thinking about this, but I'm like, I also think that we live in an era where we probably don't need that access to a lot of these things. Like. If you're a family that can afford a Switch, chances are you have a smart TV, you have another game console that can have it, or you have, like, a Roku or, like, something that would have the app on it. Like, I just, I don't even, I get the portability side of it where it's just like, mm, well, the Switch mm-hmm. is portable, I could watch Netflix on the go, but you can do it on your phone I don't too, know. Right? I think it's a little bit, to me, a bit overrated. Like, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense, but I'm sure there's definitely a market for it, and it i don't understand yeah i mean i guess that's just kind of an anomaly though like it is weird that it was rare to have your things work in the case of like my itunes shit going on my xbox but yeah now i can just well yeah no like i have a samsung tv xbox like yeah you can download a spotify app or i can download the apple tv app and then i have access to my whole itunes library i have access to apple tv plus or Mm -hmm. just even like renting because like that was a big thing too i think with itunes is the idea of renting a, a movie like that was I, I i i know they lasted a lot longer than 2001 but i'm sure itunes was a big contributing factor and then you had things like netflix and stuff that came in that killed like movie rental companies for sure yeah because to us as canadians we never really had access to netflix until it became like a streaming platform i yeah, never I know 
that's the thing people always make these jokes about like do you remember when netflix used to be sold in the mail it's like that's like a purely american thing like yeah that was like i remember those weird machines in the cities where they like you could like oh red box yeah those i i I briefly remember those but i feel like even those probably finally came to us at a pretty late period where it's like Mm -hmm. "Eh, why would why would i go to my walmart to go get a video to rent when i could just rent it online exactly and i imagine it's just people like that don't have a bunch of streaming boxes and like an internet connection at home right yeah probably yeah which is rare no, and rare, but... but yeah and then i mean that's itunes so what they like he just like annihilated the music marketplace but then like what you want to move on to the iphone now in 2007 yeah well that's i mean that's huge man yeah i mean like that i think is probably i, mean, I would say like i believe but like that's like one of the fucking largest things to happen not specifically the iphone but the iphone is kind of the signal for like the the dawn of the yeah because like i remember i'm trying to think like i'm curious when the ipod touch launched before the iphone um i don't think it was there was like that many years no but that was like that's that was revolutionary like i don't care what anyone says oh samsung did it first like the ipod touch and like the iphone like i'm thinking more on the ipod touch side like i remember we had a friend that had an ipod touch pretty close to launch and it was like i remember just like being so fascinated with this idea like that you had just like different applications you could just download and like yeah these simple touch screen games that were just like what the fuck is this like this or is even so just cool. like watching a movie in class like what oh yeah the yeah. closest i had was when i had like an ipod video or whatever and i'd have to pre yeah the it. classic yeah but to just be able to go on youtube while you're in the middle of class like i think that's the craziest thing is that it's just being able to access the internet anywhere Mm-hmm. I think is the most revolutionary part of it because like in wanting in me being a like Luddite paranoid kind of idiot I, and I like want to get away from my phone and all that, you know, like unplug. That's the hardest thing to imagine giving up is just being able to Google anything at any moment or just like well, access information yeah. whenever you need. Well, and what's crazy too is the timeline. The fact that we went from probably like if you want to put a 10 year mark on that, seeing the iPhone launching in 2007, in 97, like, I'd be curious to know the stats of what average family even had, like, internet in their home, yeah. let alone wireless internet. Like, we would have had dial-up. Yeah. Maybe at 97. Like, I I don't even know where I got the internet, really. Yeah, like, I don't, like, obviously, I don't really remember 97, but, like, yeah, like, that, it's just crazy, like, how fast. And I, th- I think that speaks to, like, that and, like, what we've talked about even recently and stuff was, like, how fast, like, things are being developed nowadays and things yeah. are changing. Like, just it's the just rate like... of technology, right? But, yeah, no, the iPhone was huge, man. Like, like we, I mean, again, in Canada, we didn't get the iPhone 1, really. I think... yeah 3gs was the first one we got i think right yeah i feel like rogers maybe carried it but then yeah i think that we grew up in small town not many people had rogers because i remember they had really spotty service outside Mm -hmm. of cities in those years Mm -hmm. so um yeah but then 3gs was kind of like the big launch which was kind of also really close to when shortly after when i started working for cellular companies so like it was kind of yeah yeah you were and the tech my, boy for us yeah it was my first kind of smart device was an iphone 3gs which 
I remember was crazy. I went from a chocolate flip to a iPhone 3GS. It was nice. Really, yeah, I went from the crazy. LG Kibo. Oh, yeah, I remember you had that thing. Yeah, and I honestly think and it's probably a mix of the iPhone and then the mix of, like, Facebook. I think that's when, like... Because before that, internet was kind of like a nerd thing. Like, it took work to figure out how to navigate it, how to get connected, and, like, and to, like, participate in it. But those two well, things, I think, all of a sudden now, everybody was online. Yeah. Well, and I'm, 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 I laugh at thinking about the times, but I remember, like, I remember obviously the launch of Facebook and people starting to get Facebook. But the one that I find so fucking hilarious is Twitter. Mm-hmm. And how like we utilize we used, we Twitter, <laughs> text, text, to tweet, or whatever. Yeah. And then half the time it was more just like us having conversations, because it was also it, like Twitter came out in this time where group text wasn't a thing for a majority of us. Because like I'm sure the iPhone had launched at that point, but not not general access to us. So mm-hmm. we were utilizing Twitter essentially for just like group. That text. is true. That's because I would get like thing. I would get like a, and thinking about it now, now that Twitter's huge, like I getting I can't imagine getting a text message for every, every tweet. tweet you had from a follower. Or well, I remember yeah, you had your you followers, followers, and then I'd have a little checkbox for which ones I wanted to receive text notifications about. Yeah. And so but then, yeah, yeah it was we just would all my use... friends. I would get texts from anything anybody we knew tweeted. Yeah. What a yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that that era is why I deleted my Twitter account. So, because of what you said, <laughs> just fifteen-year-old boys shit talking each other and just having their group chat just broadcast for everyone to see. Yeah, no, it's... you can delete tweets. Yeah, am I, am I going to go through seven years ago and oh, delete every tweet? I did it, oh. man. <laughs> oh, no. I went through and just one night shift. I think I probably spent a good half of the night shift, if not more, and just. Clean the absolute <laughs> shit out of my. That's Twitter. what I did in my Facebook. Um, I did that, yeah, to my Facebook as on well. On my night shifts, but which is it? And like, that's crazy too. Like, I know this is like way off topic, but like, just like looking back at like how I utilized Facebook was just oh god, it was so cringy and embarrassing. Like, I just like, go I'm, finding I'm, groups I'm, from like my weird I'm, interests. Yeah, I'm doing this. Like, yeah, people's statuses would be like, I'm, I am cutting up vegetables or yeah like, because it used to be like your name would be right for the post and then people would be like oh, but so many of mine were literally like so sick and tired of math can't wait for the party this friday yeah, like no, it's right. just like oh my god man like what the fuck is oddly that? enough that is still how most people use it but, <laughs> yeah. but but no, no I, don't, I don't even think that is off, off topic because like those were big kind of like cultural ground ground movers right and we grew up during it. Like, that's what's weird is, like, we were going through, like, the weird transition that every human's gone through. But then we were going through it at the same time as, like, the culture was in the sense of, like, really radically reorientating how we engage and communicate with each other. And, well, like, and we then were already having to figure that out as teenagers. But then to, like, have all of that, like, there's, like, a record of that on the internet. It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> Well, and then for us to go through that when everyone else is going through that the first time and to throw in the fact that we were going through it like at like prime puberty age and That's shit what I mean. too. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, like Yeah. So much awkwardness kind of compounded. It's brutal. Yeah. Because that's the thing. You, you can find perfectly normal adults that have some cringy shit they posted because everybody's figuring out how to post mm-hmm. and how to use the internet. But like, yeah, you do that plus. Because my first way of like getting exposed to that 
<laughs> was through my PSP actually, because like that was my first device that I had that could actually like connect to the internet, mm-hmm. and I could use a web browser to access Facebook, like or access other websites. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, yeah, but yeah, that too. I feel like that uh, was revolutionary for teenage boys too. Yeah, the PSP. Thanks a lot, Sony. I remember early on too, like it wasn't even built in. Like you had to buy this specific game. It was like a racing game that had like a glitch in it that allowed you to access the web. Essentially. Yeah, like early, early PSP. They didn't have like a built in browser. And yeah, people were like cracking this one game to be able to have a browser. It was super strange. Yeah. I remember I don't know. I'm assuming it was because I just didn't want to do it at home. But I remember, like, going, like, walking across town, like, trying to search for free, free Wi-Fi. That's funny. PSP. Like, oh, my God. Before the idea of free Wi-Fi being fucking everywhere. Yeah. Which was crazy. Like, back in those days, like, people probably weren't fully aware of an understanding. Like, it was quite easy to find someone who literally just had a completely unprotected Wi-Fi at their house mm-hmm. that anyone could yeah. access within a decent vicinity constantly no but yeah no apple changed changed a lot of things like i mean i know they get a lot of i don't know like i don't know apple definitely gets a lot of like controversy about copying other companies nowadays but i think you can't help but ignore how much they have revolutionized like the tech industry as a whole and they continue to like as much as people want want to say otherwise, like mm-hmm. they don't like nothing sells like a- Apple, like it really doesn't. And like when you take like every device in the the like the iPhone is the more common device that everyone has, like by far. Like they know Android, you can't because you can't really category Android as a whole because you have like samsung and lg and huawei and and sony Mm -hmm. and like all these other companies contributing to android but well that's the thing is like i think you're right in the sense that apple really shook things up and they're highly influential but i think that's where like i think that's where the disconnect is is that they were like revolutionary marketers not so much that they revolutionized like technology like that is absolutely that's a thing and that's what every company does like both mac os and like windows like essentially like Linux or Unix or whatever it was as an operating system. Like that's both windows and Mac basically just ripped that off. Right. Like they kind of, cause it was open source software that people were developing kind of collaboratively, uh, like mm-hmm. operating systems. And then they just kind of like yoinked that and copyrighted it and privatized it and then made their billions off of it. And so it's just like, it's not so much that they revolutionized the tech, like even the iPhone, like the, the non-capacitive touchscreen or whatever it is. Like that was all like government funded military research. Like they didn't even, and so it's yeah. just interesting that like you can't deny apple's impact i think that's just where people get confused is when they see how popular and like and um yeah like influential they were they assumed that that was due to the tech wars more so i think it's like they're fucking excellent marketers they have oh, a brand they have a brand image they like have a certain like associated well, demographic and it, it works and and the fact that they've been able to do this for how long given like so much shifts in a common economy like mm-hmm. and it's always been the more expensive product which is crazy to think like the more expensive product and the more ecosystem focused product too 
which is a whole other marketing thing that they were able to just solely like capitalize yeah. on is mm -hmm. just the, the ecosystem it, it's still like the more popular device which is kind of wild like you think i think that's kind of why because it has like this almost not elitist but like premium like quality right like like they'll make, I agree. There's, there's those memes that are like people making fun of like, oh, you're poor because you're on Android. It's just like, what are you like? A note costs almost as much as a fucking like. It's not. Oh they, yeah. They sell themselves as the fancier version, right? And, but like, I also as much as I agree, like that's maybe what they it did. I mean, I'd be curious, but if you like took a bunch of low income families, I guarantee a good percentage of them, if not majority of them, have at least one iPhone in the household. Oh yeah. Like it's and that's not what I mean. Like, it's almost negligible at this point. Like they are more expensive, but not so much more than other phones, kind of thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like when you get into their computers. Like that was a big thing was their computers, and it still is. And you can get a freaking four hundred dollar laptop that will last you a handful of years mm -hmm. and run perfectly fine. Whereas like Apple, that doesn't exist. Like you're looking at a thousand dollars minimum for an Apple Yeah, exactly. And if you want like an actual beefy one, that's the thing is that they can sell kind of turds, but as long as it's in a MacBook case, people will pay out the ass for it. And that's just like, yeah. And you know what? That's fine. Like if, and that's the thing, it's like their UI is super user-friendly. It's very streamlined. Everything, everything just works seamlessly together. Like if you have the money to be an Apple guy, it is really consumer friendly. And I think yeah. that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm not, I, I guess you could call me an Apple guy. Like I have a laptop. I have a phone. I have the earbuds. Mm -hmm. I have the Apple TV. Like, I guess I'm, that pretty much makes me an Apple guy. You have guy, that but... tattoo of Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I see the benefits in it too. Like being kind of a techie person, like knowing a bit of that. I know like, I, I, and having windows in the past like they do bog down like way faster i find and like i've had my macbook now for pushing eight year, over eight years and like it runs pretty much the same speed it got it does when i got it like so mm -hmm. smooth like and i i find like i had like a laptop like a windows laptop and it was so slow so fast but i don't know and you it's, never know whether that comes down to hardware. I think that's also where Apple does well is because it the, the software and the hardware are tied together. Like you, don't, like yeah. whereas Windows you can get how many different brands of laptops. Right? Well, and now and they you can get that, how many brands of phone. But. That's the big revolutional thing too that they've got going on now is they they're developing their own chips. Like it's no more AMD or or Intel. Oh really? They're gonna they, do their own. They have their own silicon Apple silicon laptops that have launched now which are like apparently insanely fast and then have batteries that can last like a fucking wow. week. So that's interesting that they wouldn't want that separation, that extra level of separation between them and then the, the children mining the coltan. Yeah. <laughs> you think they'd like that. Oh, that's AMD's problem. That's not us. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think that's no. the biggest thing with the windows thing that you said is like why it's super user friendly because like that stuff's kind of taken care of for you. Right. Whereas like, the only people that bitch about Apple are the hyper nerds that can see like, why are you paying so much? You can get something just as powerful for this price. But it's just like, yeah, but you don't have to do maintenance on it constantly. Like you're right. Oh, you exactly. can save money and have the same performance, but you also kind of have to be like a computer nerd to kind of get windows to really work for you. Like when I was on the side, kind of like doing just like clean up on computers and like virus stuff, man, I would get so many windows computers and, and it, like the windows computers were 
easy enough for me to do what I did and I made some money off of it. But man, when I got an Apple computer, it was just like 10 minutes and I'm just done everything I need to do and it's running way better. And it's like, that's a joke that I just made a, a decent amount of money off of it. <laughs> right. <like> process. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is what it is to each their own. But to me, like one of the biggest things that I value is, is just longevity of a device. And yeah, and the, their hardware is probably on like a laptop the side of things. Mobile is an interesting thing when it comes to longevity because I find no one really, unless you're like someone's prone to breaking your phone, no one really truly takes the time for a longevity of a phone before they're upgrading their well, contract to get the next one, right? Kind of can't, whether it's like physically degrading, but also like it's a mix of like the tech moves so quickly that like the apps that keep up with it, like you just can't run shit yeah. on a four-year-old phone. But also some of it's intentional too. Like Apple got in trouble for kind of like throttling yeah. the battery and shit on older models and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a mix of like, and they paid like, the price on that. Like they have like a some sort of like system where you can claim money back if you were one of those people oh, really? that purchased a phone in that timeline. Mm-hmm. You can actually get money back on your device because nice. they got caught doing that. Yeah, but, but I mean, I'm sure yeah, no, Apple's crazy, man. It. They're Everybody does it, but. Yeah, they're always changing the game. And now the biggest news I've read, too, is within the next... Well, they've just officially partnered with Hyundai. And they're hoping to launch the first Apple car within the next three, four years. Apple car, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. And, like, I mean, I uh, it's trite to make fun of it. But, like, there is, like, that certain type of Apple guy. And it's not even, like, they're tech people. But it is just they need the newest of each product. So, like, mm-hmm. genius genius well and i think whatever price man if you to me i I think where they i don't know what where the idea of it is but it's just like to me when you think of those like truly like quite wealthy apple people they're the ones buying the fucking teslas so what better way market to try and interfere and be like no don't buy the teslas buy the apple yeah no doubt like because like that's (laughs) i don't know that's probably where a lot of money which side note Fucking, that's crazy. Elon Musk, richest man in the world already. Like, that's so fast, man. Like, I can't believe that. I know you don't love him too much. Oh, no, I fucking hate that, dude. And, like, (laughs) what's incredible is that they didn't do anything. They didn't do... He didn't do... It's purely market speculation. He hasn't even launched... Well... I shouldn't say that. They met their production goal. Oh, great. And and he hasn't made it just from Tesla. People forget about that yeah i like, know he's got a bunch of shit he's got like the whole um, spacex, spacex which has done actually a lot of big launches they did their first hmm. manned launch which was huge and then with boring company i think that's getting more and more deals of people wanting that put in and they did i think it was at the end of 2020 or 2019 they actually had like their first like test trials where people could go and and go on a vehicle that went down like through like the boring tunnels or whatever. Yeah. I love that too. Like we need better transport. Well, let's just do cars still, but underground rather than like trains or something that could actually move a lot of people. <laughs> well, and the hope is, I think is to do that too with the boring Hopefully. tunnels. But, yeah, we'll yeah. see. But even that, that's interesting. Whether it's SpaceX, whether it's the boring company, all the money he's getting is fucking taxpayer money from government contracts. So it's just like, he's not even yeah. like, a businessman making money on the market he's just milking average people for all their fucking funding and it's just like yeah no i i don't know i'm pretty fascinated with like what he comes out with and does i don't fully like i read his 
way. It wasn't even written by him, but of course, yeah. about, but it, it, it made me, I don't know. I, I, I just, I like that he, his story, like he didn't come, come from a whole lot and, and what he's been able to develop. Didn't his parents own diamond mines in South Africa? Oh really? Yeah. He's like a, he's literally the sons of the people that like enforced apartheid in South Africa. Like, Oh, wow. He's rich because his family used to own slaves, essentially. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh, yeah, like that's why. Like I, this whole myth of him being like a genius businessman, visionary. Yeah, like, I, I don't. He just has the money to pay for that image, essentially, and get puff yeah. pieces written about him or books and like. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I hate this dude, but I could go off on fucking Elon all day. Let's go on to somebody else. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, See, I take it you'll never own a Tesla then. Never in my life, no. Just because it's supporting Elon or what? Well, that and plus, like, I don't know, like this, I mean, that's a whole other side thing that I could go off about is just like this idea of electric cars. It's just like, okay, sure, if like carbon emissions, like we're worried about that, like electric cars are not the answer because it's not just carbon emissions that's destroying the planet. It's also like the unfucking mitigated mining and destruction of habitat. So there's how many goddamn cars in the world and if everybody just needs to replace that with the fucking electric car let alone the, like the batteries alone the lithium and the shit like that that you need for those like you can't just like transform the transportation on that level like essentially the environmental degradation that you'd need to give everybody an electric car would be just as bad like as That's just to keep true. driving this shit like it's not an issue of the tech and how we're doing it it's well it is how that's exactly it it's how we're doing it. it's the whole system of consumption and just kind of like planned obsolescence throwing things out everybody having their own personal car and stuff like that it's just like that's not sustainable and so this idea it's the same as like having like i don't know fucking green energy for like uh any kind of production essentially like it's it's not just the energy it's how much we're producing that's the problem and so like just Mm. switching that production to electric cars isn't really gonna isn't really gonna change anything but yeah no, I, I I can see it, but that's not that's not fun. Let's talk about the who do we have a decision yet on our dumbest Burton of the week, Cam? Um, it's a tough one. I what's this first one? That's old Devin Dreeshan. I think we should at least talk about him. This guy's like quite the. Okay, let's talk about this guy. So this guy is he's an MLA for I'm pretty sure it's uh, Slave Lake. But he's also our agricultural minister. And so he's got, this guy's got a lot of, uh, oh, no, sorry, it's the Innisfil Sylvan Lake MLA. And yeah, he's the minister of agriculture and forestry. So he's kind of, people are talking about him right now, currently, because he's um, having like kind of a meltdown on Twitter. People are trying to talk to him and like ask him questions and he's just blocking people. And so then there's one specific instance here where someone was asking like, why are you blocking Albertan citizens for questioning your politics? Have you forgotten that you're literally accountable to the public? And then he tries to do this like weird little thing. He's like, well, you're not in my riding. Like you're not my constituents. I'm not your MLA. So uh, just contact my office. And then he asks this person, where do you live? And they said, I I live in Alberta. That's what I'm talking. Well, if you don't live in my right, you don't live in my riding. Aren't my constituent. If you have an issue with the government, contact your local MLA. And so she's like, well, wait, so Alberta citizens who aren't in your constituency don't matter to you? I can't vote for you, so that's it? I'm not surprised. And so then he says, that's exactly how our system works. Yes, your local MLA represents you, not whatever random MLA you want to reach out to on Twitter. Meanwhile, he's like, 
the minister for the entire province. So he just says, if you, I suggest if you have questions, take it up with your MLA. I don't have time to freelance for the entire province. And that's the part oh that gets God. me. It's like, motherfucker, you're a minister. Yeah, that's, your job is literally to govern an aspect of the entire province. And so the initial like reaction on his part is because he was supporting those that traveled abroad over Christmas. Um, I don't even or... really know what the initial like what they were trying to get a fucking hold of him for. Oh, I just okay. saw that exchange online, but uh, it's just this isn't new. This guy is uh, an interesting cat. I'm just gonna post something in our uh, little doc here for you to have a look at. But yeah, so he before he even got elected as an MLA, he was hanging okay. out down in the old U.S., uh, volunteering for the Trump campaign in like 2016. Is this guy fucking 12? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, he's a little baby. He's a little baby-faced boy for sure. But, but yeah, this dude won 82 percent of the vote. Mm long after this picture of his little baby face in a nice mega hat raising a glass at some fucking Trump campaign event. So Christ, he is, yeah, just like one of these kind of reactionary wacko weird. Oh, and it's no wonder that Jason Kenny appointed him to be the minister of, of agriculture. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm sure Kenny's got an old mega hat sitting at home too. So um, yeah. Also we dug up, Kenny was posting uh, pictures of those make all, uh, make Trudeau a drama teacher again hats okay. with the hashtag MAGA <laughs> from like a few years back. So that was from Jason Kenny. People are digging up that one, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's silly to say like, I don't want to just say he's dumb cause he doesn't agree with me, but specifically the idea of like thinking you've got someone with the gotcha being like, well, actually I'm not your MLA, but it's like, did you forget your minister? Like, is it, are you that much like of a nepotistic, like kind of just taking whatever position you can get kind of like just all the power with none of the responsibility, right? Like mm. this dude's administering, but I don't want to freelance for the entire province. You're not freelancing. You have a fucking pension, buddy. You're, you're getting paid by us. Fucking respond. <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. This guy seems like a, a tool. He's a turd for sure. But, but, I don't know. The more and more shit that's coming up, it's it's a blessing in disguise because I really, truly think people are on the other side are are seeing the true colors to the UCP, which is good. I think I I like to hope so. I am just getting worried though that like, because I'll have conversations with people that are kind of on that side of things in the sense that like, but they're yeah you're right that they're kind of coming like oh man these guys are kind of crooked and kind of like sleazy this is this is not okay but yeah. when you kind of like what are they going to do about it you like ask them they literally they just, well we can't vote for the ndp right yeah. or the liberals right like it's just it's kind of like for them it's like a lesser of two evil situation like yeah they might be fucking us over and wasting all our taxpayer dollars but at least they're not yeah. the ndp like i don't know it's but it's i don't i feel like something had to change in this last election though because i don't know like I, maybe it's just numbers. Maybe it's not my fully understanding of like the number differential of who showed up to the polls this last election compared to when Rachel first got in. But um, I don't know. Like she got in, so clearly like NDP is capable of getting into power in Alberta. Mm -hmm. 
And so, I don't know, like, I'm just like, like, I know a big, big motivating factor was the student population, from my understanding, for for the NDP. Mm-hmm. Um, which clearly posed an issue here in Lethbridge. I mean, we're, we're split by two ridings, one of which is NDP, one of which is UCP. That's great. When Rachel was in power, they were both NDP, so... And, it, and it's crazy too because we have both a college in one side and, and a university in the other too. Which one so do you think getting... has the higher average income? Definitely the well, that's a tough one. I want to say the west side, but well, no, I I don't think I can say the west side because the south side has there's way more of the city areas too. Well, there's some ritzy areas for sure, and it just has more population. It also has the lower income of the side of the city. That's true. But not that I'm speaking poorly of that area. I think in our town, especially, like a lot of those kind of people probably aren't making it to the pools and stuff like that. Well, that's what I mean. Like, the, it's yeah. more so. I was thinking more so like the um, it'd be the it would be the rich that would flip flop back and forth, right? Like, I don't know how much the NDP won the election. I mean, they definitely did, but. Like, they didn't really have any, like, big, bold messaging or anything like that. I honestly think it was just a reaction to the shit show that was Jim Prentice and Alison Redford. Yeah. Like, I think that was, like, melting down. Like, that was 40 years of corruption kind of coming to a head of these people just kind of milking the taxpayers for everything they're worth. Fucking flights everywhere and hotels and shit. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're kind of seeing that a bit now with this, like, traveling to Hawaii stuff. Like, people getting angry and, you know, you're not supposed to be that crooked. But I think... The, what happened in the last election is be, like I think they had an outlet in that they went and voted for the Wild Rose or the Alberta Party or something else instead, right? Rather than the Progressive Conservatives. Yeah. And I think that fracturing is really what allowed the NDP to get in. That I was, think there's was probably was... a little bit of a protest vote in favor of the NDP, but I feel like yeah. most of the protest went to a different Conservative Party. Yeah, no, UCP combining like Wild Rose and Conservative was the big sole reason for sure. And I think both that got them in, but I think that might be their ultimate demise. Like, I think that there's going to be a split there because you've got, like, the kind of buttoned-up shirt-and-tie conservatives that just want to be polite about hating poor people and they don't like seeing the, like, super wacky QAnon shit being tied to their brand, right? So, Yeah. Which I think, like, and this will transition into what we're going to talk about at the end, but I think this is what's so interesting slash like kind of scary but it's like i think just like with the amount of shit going on where you have these kind of people who are so far on the right and they're getting their voices heard and they're getting more and more of a following and we're seeing like fucking red deer man had a trump rally two days ago and it was packed (laughs) like and it's just like it's crazy and unfortunately, like, obviously we have Kenny here who has, like, a, a fairly well-known U.S. connection. And what's-his-face is, is pretty good friends. Was it Ted Cruz? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's – I did not know that Ted Cruz is originally – He's like, Canadian. He used to live in Calgary. Yep. And so – Well, yeah, you Texas. Dude, like, it's actually crazy. Everybody makes the joke of Alberta's Texas of Canada. But the, there's so many direct lines between fucking here and fucking Houston – and Dallas and shit, like all the oil, like, I guess it, yeah. it gets old to hear, but it's always follow the money. And that's kind of the thing. The money here, the people with power here are either just actually the people with power in Texas or related to them. Yeah. 
like there's so much of like a kind of go between there i don't know and like i think that connection like is just it's gonna it's it, i don't know it, it's it's kind of scary in some ways for me man it's just like this it's so weird like that we have this radical right like thing going on and i know it's been going on forever but like mm-hmm. i don't think we've seen it to the severity obviously and we haven't seen the attraction where like so many people are getting involved and like i don't know it's just it's really interesting to see what will come of it like i know alberta is going to be very similar like unfortunately for kenny like he knows he has to appease both sides so he is pissing off his own people i think a lot right now Mm -hmm. um as much as he does try to appease them i know like his comments late over the past few days is like did you hear what he said yesterday apparently said yesterday that he believes as though air travel is safer than going to a grocery store yeah (laughs) and so he he um does he believes if if traveling can be done safely then he doesn't see a problem with it yeah that's especially when he talks about the data he's such a good politician in the sense that like we don't have any data that traveling by air isn't safe what a fucking perfect way to like use the fact that we have no goddamn data <laughs> to make yeah. your point like of course we don't well, have any data a... that it's unsafe we don't know anything <laughs> like... yeah and then and the only people that can fit through the system to actually travel are the people that work for you so it's like yeah. like where's the data going to come from those individuals like yeah i yeah, don't know it's funny i mean specifically i saw i remember seeing an interview with like an epi- epi- epidemiologist <laughs> but um they're just like like the idea that traveling in a tube full of recycled air for prolonged periods of time is that any way safe in the midst of a respiratory disease pandemic is well, like and- the most unscientific thing i've ever heard <laughs> And to compare it to something that is essential by you going to get food yeah. to feed you, you and your family. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, this guy's a fucking clown, man. And Yeah, it's fun. And I think that's where I, like, what I mean with the scary thing is it's just, like, I don't think there's a, a matter to how much, like, speaking back to what we were talking about, I don't think there's a matter of how much this guy can be a clown over the next couple of years that he's still going to be in power there's still going to be this side that's going to, and we know that, that that it's just going to vote him no matter what. Yeah. And even if they don't like him, like, I I wonder how much it would take. I just think it's one thing to get them to be mad at their own party and that's happening and easy, but people are equating that with that means they'll vote NDP. And I don't Mm -hmm. think many. Well, and I think that's what's interesting. Like, so I, I, it's so like, far in the future but for the next election like is it truly just going to be ndp versus ucp again because like well i know the liberal liberal party yeah and they'll never get in power here no no but i'm not discrediting that they would have a candidate but like so because of the agreement of wild rose and conservative is that like a permanent agreement or i guess if ucp fell out of power then maybe they could choose to disband again or like that's kind of the thing could all of a sudden in the next election even though we have ucp there's a wild rose supporter that wanted to be involved yeah i think so like i think like there could be like they could still be the ucp but there may be a new offshoot right-wing party kind of come to fruition within the next couple years yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know i don't know man i don't know 
it's fun stuff i don't know it's it's one thing it might be something if i get ambitious it's i've done some kind of cursory reading but this is another case where kind of like historical cultural context comes into place in the sense that like and the fall of the money cliche but it's like it does feel like well, this is out of nowhere what's going on why do all these crazy people believe this crazy shit but there has been like a concerted effort mostly from american like conservative types but it's it's all about this like this like kind of like think tank you like run these foundations or these institutes that do research and have opinions and stuff like that but it's all it's mostly oil money and 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 they've kind of been just like churning for like 50 probably more like half a century just kind of churning out this stuff and giving like almost like a like academic like 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 a, a professional like studious cover for kind of wackier right-wing shit and th those have just been churning around for so long now there's been so much money kind of poured into these networks mm -hmm. and they're up here too we have like the fraser institute and stuff like that that i think it's just we're kind of seeing it finally come to fruition like all these seeds they've been planting it's just finally like kind of like kind of coming to a head and now <laughs> we'll have to deal with it but well and i think probably to being they had a voice of power that was a like a true person that they could see themselves as like their ideal leader oh like, trump yeah probably yeah. a huge part to it right like it's like he didn't discredit them as people and to what they were doing and if anything supported it so it just kind of and then that, this idea that they're losing that so like i guess we just segue this into obviously everyone knows that we're going to talk about it is mm -hmm. well let's come back to talk about that after the break i don't know I just had one point you were mentioning that I really wanted to, like the idea of them having a guy that they can identify with now, right? Like now that this is their leader. And I yeah. think that's why it's like backfiring a bit because it was the guys I mentioned earlier, the suits that want to hate poor people politely that were the ones funding all this research. But for the electoral power, they were kind of like out of one side of their mouth pandering to those kind of more wacky fucking like white supremacists, like the real racist, like bigoted kind of like evangelical people. Like they, they, they wanted to have like degrees of separation so they could get those people to the polls to vote for them, but then they could disavow them as crazy. Mm -hmm. And then Trump came along and surprised that establishment by being one of the crazies, but having the resources in the cultural cachet to like win it, which is like, I don't think they ever wanted a guy like Trump in power. They just wanted to have guys like Trump vote for them. And so then, right. yeah, like it kind of ruptured. And now these people see that, oh my God, we're in power now. And the people that were kind of like utilizing them are like kind of shocked and don't know what to do now because they don't want that really vulgar kind. They want the polite kind of, they want to be able to hide behind statistics and economics. And this is just the way to do things. They don't want to actually out loud say they're white supremacists. So I think we're kind of seeing a battle between those two sides of right wing shit too. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to take a little break here. And then when we come back, we're going to get into some racky right-wing bullshit. <laughs> the big event that everybody saw go down at the Capitol on the 6th. Should be a, should be a fun time. Now it's for the fun half. Let's get into the meat. What what really went down this past week? Kind of alluded there at the at the end of the last half there, but uh, some fucking crazy shit went down at the old capital of the old U.S. of A. 
on January 6th. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, this is almost echoing your sentiment whenever we bring up COVID, but uh, unless you were living under a fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. The shit went down. Uh, it was pretty fucking wild. Mm-hmm. I just started seeing the memes and on I honestly didn't think like that was a thing that was happening. I thought people were just making memes like a joke, like, haha, wouldn't it be funny if the Trumpers like stormed the Capitol after he lost? But that's exactly what they did. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I I remember I was working nights, so I woke up to like chaos just on like social media and everything. I'm like, what the hell went on? And then I like had to put pieces together, but I'm just kind of going off of this timeline because I'm curious. Like, I, I mean, I know what happened, but so obviously it started out with crowds, Trump supporters, and like there was thousands. Like I seen a few photos, man, and it was nuts how many people were there. Oh, yeah. No, those, that was um, like a mob is not superlative. Like that's it was a mob. It was wild. So I don't know. Do you want to go through a timeline or like, I don't know, because I don't even really know what happened. I just know that. I well, saw the, videos that they were, like, gathered outside. I guess I didn't – and I didn't realize how much this was incited and, like, instigated on Trump's side. Is It was initiated by him tweeting, big protest in D.C. January 6th, be there, be wild. Oh, that was back in he, December? He just tweeted that on December 19th. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. So around 11 a.m., the rally began. Um, Save America. Okay. His kids were there. Yeah, his kids were there. Good old Rudy was there. Rudy. Um, yeah, no, and so they marched, and then I guess riders began grappling um, the walls at around 110, and that is kind of when they made their way in, and chaos started to ensue, and... <laughs> I, before we even talk about it, like just what went down, like the biggest thing for me and through what I was reading is just like what they were capable of doing before, like they really were stopped. It's just mind blowing. I can't believe how far they got. Yeah. That we've seen these black lives matter protests be interrupted by hundreds and hundreds of police officers like rioters SWAT teams fucking gassing them beating them down yeah and yet these people managed to break into the capital i've seen photos of them in the actual like the main room like where you have like the yeah they're in the senate chambers yeah in the senate chambers like some guy was sitting in the seat like and they're all in there like it's absolutely fucked, man. Oh, was that like the QAnon shaman? That dude with the fucking furs and the Viking? Yeah. And the, <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that, man. The fact that they were able to do this. And I know I, I, it's a, the biggest focus on this is that they were, they were whites. So that's how they were able to do it. And I believe it, man. Like, it's it's crazy, man. Like. I mean, that's part of it for sure. And whether it's racial, but I think honestly ideological, which race, like racism falls under that a little bit. But the thing is, is that the types of people that were out there at the rally and screaming are the same types of people that become police officers. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if it's any more complicated than that. Like, 
Yeah, like I, same, I'm sure there was an, crew, an element of like, support. There had to be. How is it that that they could get course. away with doing those things without having some element of, I don't know, just like hesitation for for on an officer's side to do anything, like. And it I seen like a well. meme the next day. It was just showing a bunch of people cleaning up from the riot, and I, I'm sure it was just the picture that was taken. But all the people in the picture were just black men just sweeping the floors and cleaning up after these fucking white people yeah, just demolished so. the Senate. And it's just it's just sad that that and I get it. Some of the Black Lives Matter protests, unfortunately, weren't very peaceful and, and shit happened. And, and I can see why those had to be interrupted because of that. But the Again, fact that guess, these people yeah. were able to get away with what they were getting away with. And I mean what is it four they're claiming four have died now so I mean, yeah four, shit did and go one down. cop i think right yeah well the thing is that like sure whether black lives matter protests got violent or riots or whatever you want to call them i think it all comes down to okay what what's the stated goal of these protests one is like hey the police are disproportionately violent towards our communities and we'd like to stop being literally murdered and then one's like we want our game show host to stay president. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like, what the fuck? How can you equate those two? That's what gets me. It's just like, well, and I know, and it's just, it's just insane, man. And like, I remember, I seen a video of and like it, a, a girl it, that like a got mix of like the police didn't do much. And then there's the police actively helped them. Like there's this one video I just posted in the doc here, like on Reddit that I guess, yeah, the, the cops just swung open the gates for them half the time. Like a lot of the times they just opened the door for them. They like let them in. Like, that's wild it just it boggles my mind that like the worst part is that they were able to get so far and they did nothing like they had no goal beyond like just like throwing a tantrum essentially that they well and that's kind of what's funny like that's what's funny of the whole thing is is they didn't really accomplish much at all well they didn't they just made themselves look like fools in front of everyone and i get it like it's a huge port like it was a huge amount of people but in the idea of, of the population of the united states of america you just made your country look like fucking fools. Yeah. And now you have a lot of good people that are ashamed to even be considered in the same category as you. Like, And just seeing like the post interviews of a yeah. few of them, like this girl crying because she got maced and she was just like, it's a revolution and just like going nuts. Like, it's just <laughs> like, okay, what, where, what, like, like, I don't get it. And like the 20th is going to be crazy. Like, man. what do you like, want beyond Trump to stay president? They had no demands. They have no like idea of like how they want things to change. It's just like, I mean, there are some people there that do have very clear ideas of how they want things to change. And that's a little troubling, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess I think beyond, obviously there's a, the, the class and racial lines, like, these were median income white suburbanites mostly doing this kind of like this rioting shit. And that's kind of white suburbanites tend to be cops or cops tend to be white suburbanites, I guess. But um, I think beyond that, it also like that's kind of like the personal individual reason why like individual cops weren't as vindictive as I mean, they're, they're literally trained to view poor, mostly black or people of color as like dangerous enemies right like they don't they yeah. don't receive that same kind of training for your average uh like cdu dealership dad so like i think that's part of it but also because there was no stated goal they didn't really have any plan beyond going on a field trip to the state capital or the country's capital like 
they just wanted to take selfies and make a big stink like again half of their impulse is just let's make the liberals mad that's like pretty much the only reason they do anything and so mm-hmm. i think part of it was that and i think because that's all it was that's why they were able to get so far like i don't i wonder if there's a bit of a calculation like okay if we put this down violently god knows what's going to happen kind of thing like if well, they kind of just come in here, take their pictures, nothing is... They, they weren't an actual threat to power, is what I'm trying to say. Like, they weren't actually going to threaten the status quo. They weren't actually wanting to change anything, and that might factor into why they were allowed to, like, get so far. And I agree to that. Like, and I think with any of these protests, like, violence isn't the answer. Like, even with this, like, I don't know, like, on their side, like, how much violence was imposed other than them just wrecking the place. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know, it could have got ugly. And, it, like, in a span from, like, what the first report was at 110 of them climbing the walls, by 146, there was already reports of there being a pipe bomb outside. Yeah. So that probably changed the the whole scheme of things, too, yeah, with, for sure. with multiple gunshots. And I, I could be wrong on this, but I want to believe that um biden was there like biden was in the city that day too if i'm correct maybe probably i imagine he's probably hanging out there till inauguration yeah wow. well that's the thing i wish i could find it but i, I did read some uh, reporting too that like there was some they like uncovered some like communications kind of leading up to this from like some uh, a little more radical fringe groups on the right there that like that, there were some of them that came with weapons and like handcuffs and like they were planning they wanted to start like taking hostages and executing people like all mixed in with the people that just want him to not be suspended from Twitter. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, it's such a strange mishmash of. So then, and then Mike Pence was people. there. He was at the Senate. And yeah. then Trump called out Mike Pence after he was escorted out of the Senate. <laughs> Trump, Trump tweeted, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our constitution, giving States a chance to certify a corrected set of facts not the fraudulent and inaccurate ones which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth, is what he tweeted after he, literally like two minutes after he was escorted out of the Senate. Well, yeah, because that's because he was pushing Pence to, he wanted him to block the certification of the electoral votes, essentially, right? Like he wanted Pence to stop the count, essentially, and then Pence was obviously, he doesn't work for Trump, he works for the GOP, so he's like, no. Yeah. And, yeah. That's where that comes from. Yeah, I, I did hear that Pence got evacuated from the building, though. But, yeah, it's... I, I think that's the craziest thing. Is like, uh, It's interesting to see the reactions, too, because, again, this is, it's easy to fall into kind of us-versus-them mentalities. But I'm kind of worried what this means, both like now we've got people emboldened, obviously, if we've already got some crazy right-wingers up, up north here doing some well yeah and that's what i mean like i I just don't understand the spread of it being up here apparently toronto had a big protest i'm sure and then there's lots of smaller ones and i get i get alberta but like it's just crazy like and like what does it mean going forward like what is the risk like not that i like talking about this but i remember when trump got in like everyone was speculating just like oh like I bet you he's going to be the next president to get assassinated and all this stuff. Like, I remember that was just like a big topic of conversation, but like, what is the safety concerns for Biden now? Like coming into this, like, this is crazy. Like imagine that, right? Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're only like, 
what 14 days away from inauguration day so yeah i wonder what that's gonna look like that's gonna be some i mean already they've erected so much security in bc yeah it, it's gonna be wild and for sure i think the biggest thing that freaks me out for the fallout from this is it's interesting to see how many people that i just saw talking about defunding the police and how the police are bad i mean justifiably being angry at them for not doing their jobs it's like okay the one time we need police maybe question need but the one time that they're supposed to fulfill a function that they state they're supposed to fill like that's their direct like stated directive and they didn't do it and so i worry that now we're gonna get this like specter of like like right-wing extremism that's why we need more surveillance that's why we actually need more money for the cops that's why we actually need to like crack down harder on like kind of some of this stuff I mean, obviously, yeah. maybe part of that is true. Like, even the idea of, like, we need to be able to ban, like, hate groups and stuff from online platforms and things like that. And Well, and I think that's why, probably, I mean, given, I think I think that was where a lot of the embarrassment lied was, was Trump's reaction to this all. And that's probably why he got banned now from Twitter is because, like, he, he, he tweeted, he, his tweets never once said, like, don't do this, like even during after multiple shots were reported, we're looking at like two hours after he had started breaking stuff and getting into the building. He asked just to remain peaceful, but like, <laughs> but just said, we are the party of law and order, respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. But like never once didn't condemn what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just do it peacefully. When at that exact moment, a photo was taken of a man, Richard Barnett, who's apparently a big Trump supporter sitting in the office to the assistant of nancy Pelosi, just chilling there i saw that his feet up on the desk right feet up on the desk like oh my god unreal but like again it's just like it almost infuriates me even more it's like holy shit you got into nancy pelosi's office and all you could think to do is take a fucking selfie like what a lack of imagination like (laughs) you guys managed to raid the state capitol all you did was fucking take selfies and scream about trump and jesus like holy shit what a fucking waste (laughs) like what you're saying there about how trump wasn't uh denouncing it and how now you've got lots of people like the law we're the party of law and order and i did see a lot of that from like conservative pundits who have been the ones to like egg these people on for the last fucking four years with trump but if you go bigger probably the last 40 years these people have been egging on this segment of the population the entire time like joe biden's a communist he's gonna take away your freedoms blah, 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 blah. and then they're surprised when these people think oh shit we better fucking raid the capital like and then to turn around and denounce them, be like, we're better than this. This We're the Trump party of law and order. It's going to be interesting. Like that's, that's almost going to be another split uh, in that, in that, in that segment of the population, I think, because like the like establishment conservative types, like the ones with money that want to kind of keep up appearances to be the law and order party have been utilizing these people to get them into power for so long and mm-hmm. egging them on that it's like a the chicken's coming home to roost kind of situation. So I wonder what's going to happen as their purported leaders that these people have been following are now denouncing their actions. Like what, where are they going to go? That's just going to make shit crazier. I think. Yeah. I I don't know. I like, yeah, it's kind of just like wild. Like to think that this all went down and now like where I'm reading, it's just talking about the woman that was shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was some QAnon lady. There's that video everybody's posted of her ranting in her car. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did post one thing here. This is a 
this is almost on some uh, <laughs> Operation Inspiration shit. But uh, a Georgia woman that went to the riot was, uh, I mean, it's uh, any human loss is kind of gross. Like she was, she was trampled to death, which is, it's got to be a rough way to go. But she brought a don't tread on me flag to the protest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god that is awful but that's fucking unreal oh <laughs> the irony what, one guy <laughs> some of the other deaths man one guy had a stroke and one guy had a heart attack i know i heard about that they yeah, just got so know. excited they're just like oh my god <laughs> They're <laughs> just like fuck. so pumped up. Oh, that is hilarious! Oh, this is so terrible that I'm laughing at this. <laughs> Trump is the photo of the man with the heart kid. attack, though. He's holding two AK-47s or some automatic <laughs> rifles, and he's just yeah, death Holy by shit. heart attack. Unreal. But I'm fortunate about funny. the cop. <laughs> the rest of them. It's unfortunate about the cop, but. Um, yeah. The rest of them, like, I don't know. Yeah, and didn't uh, some guy, uh, he didn't die, but I guess there's some guy awaiting, like, spinal surgery because he fell off of one of the scaffoldings that's being set up for the inauguration celebration. Oh, my God. And so he's climbing that and fell off and broke his back. Like, that's the thing is, like, you these people died for Trump. Yeah. Not even for any way to make their own lives better, not for, like, any change. They literally died because they want the host of The Apprentice to stay president. Yeah. Fucking pathetic. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know, man. I don't even like. <laughs> it's just crazy because it's like it's hard to react to anything new when this shit happens anymore. Because it's just like it shocks me in in a sense, but I, 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 you almost have to expect it at this point. Yeah. Like it's just like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I think this is, I mean, it's like, I barely even understand the concept, but I think this is where, like, the hyper real comes into play. Um, I think somebody else came up with the term, but I, I, I only know of it from Adam Curtis. He's, like, a documentary documentary filmmaker from, like, he's mostly on the BBC. But he talks about this thing called hypernormalization, which is everything is so insane all the time. Everything's always just turned up to 11 that it, it becomes normal. Yeah. And yet we all still like, we all know that it's not, but we all still operate as as if it is. And yeah, it's just, you get this weird, surreal feeling when you pay attention to this stuff. It just, it feels like, yeah, you're right. It's just like, it's shocking, but I almost don't even react anymore. Well, and I think that's what's sad too, because to like future generations, I think it's, it's going to impact them to, to just the fact that they probably think that this is just normal and this is is okay which i guess mm-hmm. is it's not a whole lot different than what we are we're exactly. almost considering it normal but we at least know it's not okay and i don't know it's just wild that this shit's gonna continue to happen i i agree with you like it, it's gonna be interesting the next few days and the 20th will be mm-hmm. an interesting one as well but yeah i don't know it's i just i I would love to see Canada try and remove itself. I don't get why we have an outcry of Trump supporters. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I guess the one argument, as much as I don't think it makes sense, that 
I see that maybe there is the oil piece, but it doesn't, it's not like that's a huge enough piece for it to make yeah, a lot of it's sense. It's not so much the oil thing as it is like, I think I mentioned it earlier, but like, it's just like the networks of influence, whether that's money, whether that's power, whether that's, well, they, those are usually one and the same, but specifically the fact that it's the same types of like think tanks and like moneyed interests pushing mm-hmm. that information down there yeah the conservative types up here are getting it from the same sources i think that's what it is so as like those information sources down in the states usually it's vague enough that they can kind of just export that everywhere and it's kind of like a universal conservative program to kind of kind of educate people on their um on their Mm -hmm. ideology but i think as it got more and more kind of hyper focused on trump that just bled through to every movement kind of that in the english-speaking world I mean, I'm sure you find them, like, wacky Trump supporters in, like, Britain and shit, too, right? Like, Yeah. Well, I think it's what's interesting to me, too, is, and I, I don't accredit Trump to this, but it did line up in similar ways. It's like, so we have prominent conservative faces in our country and in, in premiers like Doug Ford and Jason Kenney that came into power since Trump got into power. And it's just like, if is there enough of an outcry that we could see similarities in something like this if all of a sudden, say, the next election came around and, and the NDP were, nomin- or, were elected? Like, now would these kind of people of Alberta, like, start to, like, well, well the Americans did it. Now, now it's our turn. Yeah, like, I wonder, I, like, the same kind of forces were at play when Trudeau won again in 2019. Mm-hmm. And we saw a little bit. We saw the like driving your fucking truck to Ottawa shit. Like that yeah. was, I think, in the sense that we're a few steps behind. There's been lots of caravans going to Washington for the past few years. Well, and apparently too, like, um, I don't know. I just watched a video of like literally these guys were just filming a TikTok outside of the Senate in Ottawa, and like they were being watched from all angles, like. So, like, maybe things are on high there, too, of just potentially what could go on. Because, like, and it was literally just two dudes, like, just doing a simple little TikTok, like, nothing crazy. And, like, they, like, you could, they did, like, a pan around, and there was, like, clearly, like, eight vehicles with invisible distance that were, you knew, like, were, like, they were black on black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were being watched, which is just wild (laughs) to me, like. Go knock on the window. Let's go. Go for a drive. Yeah. (laughs) So, so i don't know maybe maybe there I, 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 that could just be the norm there for all i know like i I, well, I know they probably ratcheted up after that one guy shot up uh, parliament that yeah a few years back but i think that's the thing that also is fucking insane is like we're all like everybody i'm the weird tinfoil hat guy that like, i get freaked out like i don't have a fucking alexa or anything in my house like, i the idea of an always on mic like i even like when i say things a little more inflammatory i get freaked out and put my phone in the other room like i'm i'm psychotic but like I always get they're like, well, you know, this is like for the safety, you know, like that's why we have surveillance is to like stop extremists and things from happening. And it's like these motherfuckers had shirts printed. Trump tweeted about it December 19th. Like there's how many Facebook groups planning bringing yeah. your fucking guns to this thing. You're telling me that that didn't trip any of the NSA's algorithms. Like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Like that's an int- That's a whole other interesting area. Like, and it's like how much of it is being missed or 
intentionally matter ignored? of intentionally ignored? Yeah, like, I'm curious. Like, and like, this is where I get real tinfoil hat. He was like, maybe now in the wake of this, people will want more surveillance and censorship. And, you know, how did they miss this? They need to go harder on that. They need to shut yeah. down more and pay attention more to what people are saying in online groups and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. But and then then as a whole, like on our side, is are we questioning it whether it's like yeah we don't want those restrictions put on us or are those restrictions supporting those individuals? So more restrictions are only going to further allow it. Like and, I mean the restrictions are enough in there enough as it is. So it's like well, that's the thing. Like they should have been able to. Uh, literally everybody already knew this was going to happen. Let alone like the fucking yeah. intelligence agencies. Like they had all the information they needed to like act on this and they didn't. So it's obviously that they just didn't want to, but not everybody else thinks that way. So they might be pushing for more powers for these types of people to prevent these things from happening. And I just see that just being turned around on movements like black lives matter and stuff like that. Right. Totally. Absolutely. When, yeah. And the unfortunate thing too, with the black lives matter. And, and I don't know how this like, I don't know if the sole intention of this was to immediately like, yeah, we're, we're jumping that while we're going in there. I'm sure several individuals did, but I'm sure a lot of those individuals just sh showed up to a, a regular Trump rally mm -hmm. and, and supported of Trump. But definitely with the black lives matter thing, that's interesting too. And, and I'd have to delve more into it, but like thinking about like the LA one, it's just like, half of it i don't even know necessarily if it was black lives matter what they were doing all the breaking and entering and looting it's like i think those are just people taking advantage of a crazy mm -hmm. time it's just like well fuck if we're break if like all, all hell's going loose i'm just gonna grab a tv while I'm i think that mob like, mentality stuff kind of when when it gets on yeah and everybody's kind of has free license to do whatever i guess i just i don't really i don't think it discredits a movement if it breaks out absolutely not no so, like and, which yeah yeah i, don't I did know. see people trotting out the i don't know i think it's is it i don't know if it's angela davis i think the whole like riots are the language of the unheard whenever somebody's posting that in reference to the trump riots just like you think you're all you're all unheard like you you literally have an entire news network devoted to your point of view <laughs> like i'm just like what's the whole antifa activists well, they're anti-fascist is what the Antifa stands for, right? So, because like they're claiming that there's no evidence that it was Antifa activists that stormed well, the Capitol. That was kind of as the as the like kind of conservative media machine realized that this is really bad optics for them. They were kind of cooking, like trying to think up a million different ways to like distance themselves. So it was actually it wasn't trump supporters it was antifa dressed up as them doing it or it was oh my god yeah it just of course because god forbid your people look crazy yeah exactly hmm. but yeah i think you're right that most of them just showed up to drive their big truck around and wave the flag and eat a hot dog and scream about trump i think but there was there has been evidence of like kind of the more extreme actual organizations that showed up they were ready to do some shit and I think they probably yeah. kind of took the charge. And you're right that most of them were probably just kind of following along. Like, oh, we're doing this? All right, we're doing this. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no. It, 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 the whole thing's interesting and, in like, how it's spreading everywhere as well. Like, it just still fascinates me that you can't see a anti-mask rally throughout Canada evening, 
even without a Trump 2020 plague. Yeah, like, it's no. just like, why? How is that two associated items? Like, I just don't, I, don't, I just don't get it. And I think like, it all comes back to that QAnon shit where he's like this messiah that's going to save the world. Yeah. I guess I need to understand QAnon more and, and, and enough just to talk about it because like, I don't fully grasp it. I get some of it. I don't think anybody does. It's just <laughs> yeah. an expansive uh it's quite the interesting uh worldview but um yeah. that's like i mean that's when i was i that was my f- favorite thing to do there for a bit there this last winter was just get really baked and see what kind of fucking wild rabbit holes i could fall down like what are these people saying now <laughs> like yeah. basically like in the q lore pretty much every politician you can think of they're actually a clone um and like that's where all the stuff about like bill gates is going to inject us with tracking microchips with the vaccines and he's in on it with china and they developed it in a lab and like all but there's already different sects like different sections of QAnon. like there's already infighting and stuff it's yeah I i would love it if it didn't get people fucking killed i guess yeah. It's hilarious in that it's crazy, but then when in that when that online crazy bleeds into the real world, I guess it is. Well, yeah, it's not I, I guess it's not me understanding too, but it's just like, and I get like the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing falls in line with it. But what's wild to me is is that that this Trump individual is the hero to these QAnon people. Yet Trump had so many connections to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, so no, like, that's I don't understand that. Like, so did Clintons, and then I know Clintons are like the like the that big bad of the QAnon universe big yeah. bad yeah <laughs> but what what makes trump this person who oh like yeah that will ignore the fact that he had any involvement with jeff epstein like uh, yeah and that's like the core cognitive dissonance at the heart of it it's just like all the things that they proclaim to hate like basically it's all the world is run by a global elite of rich pedophiles that like use fake media and the news to brainwash people and like make more money and enslave us it's just like okay honestly you're not far off i'm kind of on board and then actually though trump is gonna stop it I'm like okay that's yeah. that's where you fucking lose me like it's just like he is all of these things that these people claim to hate trump is the perfect embodiment of that mm-hmm. like even beyond like the rich powerful shit like even these guys that complain about snowflakes and complain about lazy people wanting handouts it's just like this is a dude who was born rich, has never done anything but drink Diet Coke and eat Mountain Dew and like literally never worked for anything and then has a meltdown on Twitter if someone says anything bad about him. Like he, again, he's just the definition of everything that they claim to hate, but. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's the part I don't understand whatsoever. Yeah. There's more and more shit that's updating like all the time on here as more shit's going on. Apparently a yeah. bunch of staff have resigned now after these. Yeah, Trump's administration is kind of like bleeding staff now. People like he's essentially this is, yeah, like the the GOP kind of latched onto him as like a vector for support. And then now it's, yeah, like seeds are seeds they sown are being reaped. It's uh, it's interesting to see where this is going to move forward. And I mean, that's kind of the case at any point in history, but we're living through this one. So I'm, I'm pretty intrigued, like. I, we just made fun of the idea of segmenting things into years, but like, okay, if this is the beginning of this one, like here we fucking go. Like if this is the continuation of last year's events, I am interested to see where it's going to take us through the rest of the year. Yeah. Now there, there's apparently there, 
DS attorney is actively looking into charging Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and Don Jr. <laughs> Again, citing a riot. Yeah. Nice. They'll have the same charges as Tyler the Creator then. I know. I was thinking that same <laughs> thing. Like so many rap artists get that charge because of just a, a concert that gets a little gets too out of hand. Right? Out of hand. <laughs> it's like okay, but this had several lives lost and was complete and utter chaos. <laughs> Yeah, a Three Doors Down concert out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's fun. I do, I, I'm, it's kind of a weird thing, but I do, there's some rumors going around that, uh, I mean, it was crazy enough that some guy was waving a Confederate flag around in, like, the Capitol building. Mm. And there's rumors that this guy's from Alberta, which is, like, it wouldn't surprise me, but it would be both disappointing and kind of hilarious. Like, it's perfectly encapsulates uh, the average average guy around here but the i think that's the thing that really gets me sorry but what should be like a hugely momentous like symbolic historic moment like there was a literal civil war that tore the country apart and then so if you tell someone that like the flag of that losing power was waving in the capital you'd think that that was some momentous historical moment right but no it was just some fucking really angry hockey dad <laughs> like it's just like it meant nothing it literally meant nothing as far as like historical change yeah we're just purely symbolic it's all just such spectacle divorce from any like material fucking reality now there's video footage of the trump family hosted a viewing party to watch the terrorist attacks on the u.s capitol <laughs> And there's, like, actual, like, videos of them, like, dancing and celebrating and yelling and citing it, like, at it, at the TVs. Apparently Trump was staring at the screen and just, like, Don Jr. was heard in the background yelling, fight. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Don Jr. also has been permanently banned on Twitter as well. Oh, has he? He's announced, yeah. God, he wants to be, he wants to fill daddy's shoes so bad, but I don't think he can. Yeah, well, and this is crazy, too. Like, Ted Cruz is getting involved in a lot of this, so he's to blame for a lot of this, too. And Probably. Like, it's wild, like, the connection. Like, like I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I I, it's just, I know it's weird to try and connect this situation to Jason Kenny, but it's, it's hard for me not to. It's not hard. Again, like, he's a product of those same kind of influential networks of money yeah. that are responsible for this. They are also responsible for Jason Kenney, and probably in wildly indirect ways, but... And I, I guarantee the man's a Trump supporter. Like, I, I don't question that whatsoever, too. Well, that's the thing. These people don't support people. They don't actually believe in anything. They just yeah. believe in whatever thing is convenient at the moment to get them what they want. Mm-hmm. And you can see with all these people that were encouraging stop the count to now... Well, what did you think? If you told people that there was an attack on their democracy and that someone was stealing their democratically elected leader from them, what did you expect them to do? You can't turn around a month later and be like, actually, that's bad. They shouldn't have done that. It's just like, you made your bed, buddy. Lie in it. Like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even have much more to say on this, man. It's just wild. It's Not really. It's just... It's kind of sad. It's like, I don't know. Like Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, what a start, man. Get ready for more. Like, yeah. I, um, yeah. I think... 
beyond it, it's i mean one might be symptomatic of the other but yeah it's in the middle of the pandemic with everyone losing their jobs like crime is going up in general and mm-hmm. so people's kind of precarity desperation is just going to lead to kind of more kind of uh random violence or just crime in general but you sprinkle on this weird like ideological division between everyone everyone believing wilder more and more divergent wacky things from each other kind of more division mm-hmm. in that sense on top of that kind of economic precarity it's, it's gonna be a fucking powder keg man shit's gonna get crazy well yeah and like i think with the covid situation too like the last couple of weeks there's been lots of reports of different strains of the virus now there's one that's coming out of i want to say africa that mm-hmm. there's they're deeming may potentially be not included under the vaccines that have been created right now which is it's weird like that's scary for us that are like yay vaccine but yeah. then all this is doing to that other side like with that ideological view kind of thing is it's just like this is exactly what was supposed to happen this mean yeah. this is just their way of of keeping us in masks this is it's all fake like smell the bullshit like it's just like it's take crazy. off your mask and smell the bullshit yeah like <laughs> it's just like i i, I don't know <sighs> I don't even yep. know. It's unfortunate. Um, I think it's going to be a rough year if I'm being completely honest. Like, I don't think yeah. it's going to get any better. I guess my take on this is you kind of have to have a balanced approach. You can't get too emotionally invested in this stuff and think the world's literally ending. Like, we're going to have, like, a right-wing revolution. It's not going to happen. Like, that's not anywhere in the near future. Like, don't don't exaggerate and, like kind of uh, i can't think of the word like hype like hyperbolize things uh catastrophize things mm-hmm. but at the same time you can't downplay it either like you don't want to retreat in your own little comfortable bubble too much you should stay aware of what's happening try to understand the world around you but you can't get caught up to too, too much into it or you're gonna go fucking crazy so yeah moving no. into the new year like pay attention but also distance yourself but not too much either way kind of thing. Like at the end of the day, there's not much we can fucking do about this. No, I mean, a lot of it is American stuff too, but it's even American stuff aside, like things happening within Canada, there isn't much you can do. Like you can't argue with people out of their points of view. Like this idea that if you just post the right memes, the right tweets that people are going to view things differently. I don't think that's the case. And I mean, I have all of my other complaints about the Alberta NDP, but that is one thing that I seem, it seems like they're focusing so much on their fucking Facebook game mm-hmm. that it's just like, are you guys like engaging with voters in this province at all? Are you trying to reach out to new people or are you trying to get lots of likes from people that already follow you? Like, yeah, it's interesting. I just stumbled across. There's a whole conservative party trending thing on Twitter right now. That's comparing, uh, like the conservative party in Canada to the American bullshit and how so many of them, so many of the, their elected officials throughout the, the country have like known photos of them wearing like mega hats, and, mega hats and yeah, it's, it's wild. Well, yeah. And like, that's what I mean. It's, it's a mix of like, we like, kind of absorb all the same like media and pop cultureism and a mix of like the people kind of like pushing certain ideas are literally just the same people 
down there and up here. Yeah. It's the same money pushing the same shit. I don't, yeah, and then they have this Aaron O'Toole apparently is like sharing this whole Justin Trudeau is rigging the next election in his favor thing Boy. that's trending. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be fun. Well, I mean, he literally, what more dog whistly? And I mean, I hate that word. Everybody says everything's a dog whistle now. Some, but the fact is, they do use them. <laughs> you know, some of these more unfavorable types do use them to signal to their base. But the whole take Canada back is troublesome to me. His whole new, I don't know if he's using it still, but that was kind of his slogan at first was, we got to take Canada back. From who? Aaron. Oh God, I I, <laughs> I just clicked on this tweet from Aaron O'Toole. Uh, the storming of the Capitol building is an astonishing assault on freedom and democracy. Ooh. I'm deeply saddened to see chaos grip our greatest ally today. And then I see you've responded to this tweet. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and it just came up like me clicking on his tweet originally. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What did I say? You posted a mean. Uh, the the Dwight shoot one Canadians oh, laughing yeah. at mega freaks stomping storming capital and then the fuck what was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. That's know. what I mean. Like that's the the whole that Wexit people. Those are the people. Those are yeah. our QAnon types. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's crazy, but you're 100 percent true. And yeah, I don't know. I I be fun. I could go on about Wexit forever. Yeah, no, and I think, yeah, I'm sure they will be a recurring theme, so we yeah. might even have to do an episode on them. Yeah, we'll definitely have a follow-up to this. I'm sure this is just the beginning. This is so. just the beginning. But Yeah. In that case, i got to eat some food and get ready for uh, night shifts here, guys. So, uh, yeah, let's yeah. sign off. From... Thanks for listening this far, if you did. If not, fuck you, because I'm going to say that because <laughs> you can't even hear it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I get it. Uh, but yeah, if you did, make sure to share it. Uh, yeah, give a like. Spread subscribe. the word if you're digging it. Give it. A, yeah, give us some of the signal to the algorithm that you liked it, so that it uh, bumps us up. But. And stay tuned. We got some exciting stuff coming up. And um, yeah, you're gonna get some more high effort content in the future. So yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, same. But on that note. Uh, See you later, folks. Yeah. See you next week.